Ciao, everybody, and welcome to the first chapter of this curious cat tour on St. Peter's Basilica. In this chapter, we'll explore the basilica's origins, as well as its most amazing external features. From the facades to the obelisk, from the fountains to the dome, you can be sure that we have everything covered. Now, something to note about this tour. Usually, the line into St. Peter's Basilica is long, like, up to two hours long. So, you might want to listen to this chapter in the line. The downside of this is that you won't be able to examine the fountains or the optical illusion while waiting in the queue, but you can go have a closer look after you finish inside St. Peter's. Of course, if the line isn't bad, you don't have to rush. I'm just bringing this option to your attention, as listening to this chapter while you wait might be a nice way to pass the time. As always, thank you for listening to Curious Cat, and remember to check out all of our tours on CuriousCatTours.com. Our full tour of St. Peter's Basilica is available on our website and tour marketplaces like GetYourGuide.com. Links are in the show notes. If you enjoy this tour, please leave us a review. So, let's begin. Before we unpack St. Peter's Square, let's just make sure we know why we are here in the first place. After all, you may be wondering why this monumental basilica stands right here. Legend has it that this is the burial site of St. Peter, one of Jesus Christ's apostles. It is said that Peter was crucified in the nearby circus of Nero and later interred here. The first church on this site was commissioned by Emperor Constantine in the 4th century. But what you see today is a Renaissance masterpiece. Now, Roman Catholic tradition holds that Jesus established St. Peter as the first pope. Jesus also gave him the keys of the kingdom of heaven. This is why he is often depicted at the gates of heaven in art and popular culture. So, St. Peter's Basilica isn't just a church. It's the mother church of Catholicism. It's not merely a place of worship. It's a symbol of the unifying force of a whole faith. This is the burial site of the first pope, and thus, it's the epicenter of the Catholic faith. This is the reason why St. Peter's is the largest church in the world. So, as you stand here, know that you are part of a story that stretches back two millennia. First stop, St. Peter's Square. Or should I say, St. Peter's Oval. Designed by Bernini between 1656 and 1667, this magnificent space was conceived as the maternal arms of Mother Church to embrace its visitors. So, as you line up to enter the Basilica, Take comfort by the fact that you're getting a giant hug while doing so. Interestingly, before this jaw-dropping square was built, this area was part of the Borgo, a sparsely populated district that had some buildings and a modest vineyard. Unfortunately, when the planning for the square began, they had to knock down a part of the Borgo area. So, while Jesus turned water into wine, Humans turn wine into the world's most iconic spiritual welcome mat. Now, let's talk about that towering obelisk in the center. If you're not waiting in line, you may want to pause the tour and get a better view of the obelisk standing in the center of the square. 
Here's a riddle relating to its origins. Let's see if you can get the answer. Rome's holy square knows my base, yet I was carved in a distant place. At first, I came from foreign lands, known for water and golden sands. If you guessed Egypt, you're on the money. This monolithic star of our show is one of 13 ancient obelisks scattered around Rome. It was brought from Egypt to Rome in 2037 AD, specifically from Heliopolis, the ancient city dedicated to the sun god Ra. It's a 4,000-year-old relic, so give it the respect it deserves. The obelisk was moved to its current spot in 1586 under Pope Sixtus V. Before that, it had a rather dark backdrop. It was originally erected in Nero's Circus, a place infamous for chariot races and, sadly, the persecution of Christians, including Saint Peter himself. And get this, like so much of ancient Egypt, we don't actually know which pharaoh commissioned it. It's like the Mona Lisa of obelisks, mysterious and intriguing. Oh, and while we're on the topic of mysteries, there's a metal ball on top of the obelisk that was once believed to contain the ashes of Julius Caesar, although that theory was later debunked. Let's shift focus to the elegant arms extending from the basilica. Bernini's colonnades, built primarily from travertine stone, this is the same material used for the Colosseum. These columns reach up to 13 meters high, or 43 feet. Designed as a quadruple colonnade forming an elliptical shape, there are 284 columns in total, plus another 88 pilasters. Pilasters are the flat, rectangular columns generally attached to a wall. Interestingly, you're not just looking at beautiful architecture, you're also looking at an optical illusion. From one specific point on the square, if you look at the columns, you'll see that they perfectly align behind one another, making it look as if it's just one single column. Bernini designed this to signify the unity of the church. Ingenious, isn't it? This point is towards the center of the square and can be found by a white disc on the ground. I've placed its location on a map in the tour notes for this chapter. Speaking of optics, have you ever been to St. Mark's Square in Venice? Its open design stands in contrast to Bernini's more embracing, encompassing colonnades. While St. Mark's speaks of freedom and openness, St. Peter's Square is all about unity and inclusion. Quite architecturally conversational, isn't it? We'll now talk about the amazing fountains, the unsung heroes of St. Peter's Square. If you're not waiting in line, you may want to pause the tour and get a better view of one of the fountains. We'll start with the fountain on the right, but as these are short summaries, feel free to check out the fountains at any time that suits you best. To the right stands Carlo Moderno's fountain, completed in 1614. On the opposite side, mirroring it, is Bernini's fountain, added in 1675. You might wonder, why are they mirroring each other? Well, this symmetry helps in achieving the grand vision of harmonious unity in the square. Moderno's fountain features a large lower stone bowl with a high cap, 
symbolic of the water of life gushing forth. Benini took this symbolism a step further. His fountain includes four mini fountains at its base, each representing a major river of the continents known at that time. The Danube for Europe, the Nile for Africa, the Ganges for Asia, and the Rio de la Plata for the Americas. And did I mention the fountain's function solely on gravity? That's right, no pumps here. This is a nod to ancient Roman aqueduct engineering. It's a fluid blend of aesthetics and functionality, a liquid ode to the meeting of heaven and earth. Now, feast your eyes on the grand façade of the basilica. Built between 1608 and 1614, it is bedecked with 13 statues added in 1670. Each statue stands at approximately 5.7 meters high, or 18 feet, and they stand as if they're guarding the entrance to heaven itself. Designed by Carlo Modeno, the façade is almost 115 meters wide and 45 meters high. Alternatively, that's 377 feet wide and 147 feet high. The façade incorporates a central balcony, famously known as the Lodger of the Blessings, where the Pope appears for special occasions. Picture this. On Christmas and Easter, this is where thousands look up to receive the Papal Blessing. It's like the spiritual Oscars, but the Blessings are the ultimate awards. Finally, the Dome, Michelangelo's lasting legacy. Though completed in 1590, Michelangelo, its primary architect, didn't live to see it. Unlike other domes, like the Florence cathedrals, St. Peter's Dome has a double shell, providing thermal insulation and structural integrity. It rises about 136 meters, or 446 feet, from the ground all the way to the tip of the cross. And, if you're up for a challenge, you can climb 551 steps to get to the top for a panoramic view of Rome. Inside the dome, it's inscribed with the words, To S. Petrus. Translated, it means, You are Peter, paying tribute to the Apostle Peter, the rock upon which the church was built. Well, that was quite the expedition, and we've only covered the outside. So, Take a deep breath and capture that last panoramic view with your eyes or phones, because up next, we're plunging into the heart of this celestial marvel. We'll see you inside. Thank you for listening to this curious cat tour. Our journey through this architectural marvel is far from over. In Chapter 2, we will step across the threshold through the holy doors. Doors that come with a history and religious significance that transcends time. You'll also get to explore St. Peter's Atrium, a space deeply ingrained in religious ceremonies. Chapter 3 will be a deep dive into the sanctuary itself, from the expansive nave and central aisle that pave the leading path to the papal altar, to Bernini's astonishing Baldacchino, we'll explore it all. We'll also take an insider's look at the dome, admire the chapels and altars, including the iconic chapel of the Peter, and discuss the famed tomb of St. Peter, not to mention the breathtaking mosaics and artwork that adorn the walls.
Chapter 4 will lead us underground to the Vatican grottos. Beyond the serenity of this final resting place for popes, we'll explore its archaeological significance and its unbreakable bond with Saint Peter himself. Finally, in Chapter 5, we'll ascend, literally. We'll guide you on how to climb the dome, offering you two options, stairs or elevator. No matter your choice, the panoramic views of Rome and unique perspectives of the basilica from the top are absolutely unparalleled. If you haven't yet secured your full tour, visit CuriousCatTours.com. Use the coupon code PETER for a 10% discount. You can also purchase the tour on GetYourGuide.com. Links are in the show notes, or just filter for tours that are less than 10 euros and look for the Curious Cat logo. You'll be given a private podcast link so you can download the complete tour to multiple devices, allowing you and your companions to explore this masterpiece at your own pace. Unlike traditional audio tours, you only need to purchase one Curious Cat tour which can be shared between everyone, so you get maximum enjoyment for a fraction of the price. Thank you for joining us for this first chapter on St. Peter's Basilica. Don't forget to check out Curious Cat tours across Rome, Italy, and Europe. These include the Colosseum, the Roman Forum, the Spanish Steps, and the Trevi Fountain. I look forward to seeing you in Chapter 2.